Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, November 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, why Foundry DAO hosts a discussion on the transformational uses of NFTs. Let's take a listen. Hey, JG. Thanks for joining. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> nice. It's good. Happy, happy Sunday. Another week, right? Coming, coming, going so fast. Yeah, man, it's crazy, crazy where the time goes. I think everybody's so busy and occasionally in our own worlds, getting down to watch and everything. I'll give it a few moments, let some others join. We had some Twitter did a pre-rug on me before I could even get started. So getting the word out. Here, I'll retweet it from a couple of accounts. Nice. Appreciate that. I definitely glad you joined. I definitely want you part of the conversation and just kind of riff on you know, NFTs in general and some of the cool possibilities that I, I think some of it we're dipping our toes into right now, but there's other things that we could even do on top of it. It'd be cool to talk about. Uh, you know, I'm super for that because uh, we want to utilize your vaults uh, for part of our main strategy. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, Jimmy, how's it going? He's living that otter life. Uh, hi there, my name is Jimmy the Otter, long-time listener, first-time speaker in this space. How have you been? Who? No, I just said, how have you been? Uh, how have I been, you know, you know? Yeah, making it, hanging out in spaces, just chilling. No, I'm, I'm here to, to criticize you. Great. Yep. Shit. No punches pulled already. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to take a close look at his previous speakers. Um, he claims that he's accelerating the Cosmos ecosystem. However, many of the projects that you've had on board, pretty questionable. Pretty questionable. Cal Finance. Oh, my. Well, I'm not going to lie. A lot of those projects and some of those strategies are are a little bit beyond me. I keep it a little more basic. I try, try to keep it to basics, you know? Let's keep it simple. I think... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what do you have, what do you have against, uh, against Calc? Well, I would... It's not just them. It's many others. But I would say the main issue is that... Um, when DYDX came to Cosmos, I thought, okay, that's interesting. It's good for their token. I can see the, the use cases there. It makes sense. They have a track record. They're on Binance, right? They're, they're listed. Um, relatively old project. Pretty good team. Pretty well known, too. Strong GitHub. And then you got, like, 30 other DeFi projects coming up, claiming they got millions of dollars in funding. And then when you go to the website and you're actually trying to use some of this stuff, then you realize pretty quickly the team... It's the first project we've ever had. Okay, interesting. Then the project itself hasn't really released very much. Okay, interesting. But they're marketing a lot. They're marketing. Talk a lot about their token. Value their token. That's interesting. Okay. Then we see a lot of questionable Edmos, for example, DeFi projects doing wash trading. That's called out. Okay, fine. And then you got these other projects coming on your Twitter spaces. And you come back to me and say, what's the problem with them? Are you that? Jimmy, can I ask you a question? No, he's not. He's just wanted to hear your opinion. But I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So I have been looking. You have a very critical thinking mind. And I would like your opinion on uh, something that we are doing at Backbone Labs. And Uh so what we're we're doing there is we started a community LSD with a 100% uh, fee sharing uh, the fees okay. generated 
are going to be 70% directed to the Astroport LP pool to provide Isn't that what ZRX does? Depth. Huh? Again? Isn't that what ZRX does? ZeroX? I'm not uh, familiar with ZeroX. That's exactly what they do. Two, They're the first team to do that back in 2017. But there's two parts. There's two parts to this, right? So it's addressing DeFi through NFTs, right? So 70% is going to the LP pool. 30% is going to the Skeleton Punk uh, DAO and their holders. And they're launching, a, and Backbone Labs is launching a launch pad. Sounds like what Bach Finance does on Pro. So what we're doing, though, is we're going to partner with Y Foundry. We're going to use their vaults. And the projects that launch on our platform are going to need to commit 25% of their mint to the vault, which will go to the LP to produce more liquidity depth for our LSD for six months. And this secures the retail NFT market because if the project rugs or doesn't fulfill the roadmap, then the community can step forward and claim those funds and either continue with the project or they can take legal action however they want to move forward. But if the project does well, they can come pick up those funds with interest. And this way we kind of get a symbiotic circle of like the NFT energy and the NFT market, which can protect- We heard of Bach Finance, Blankens? Who? Um, it's a Crow project. Instead of what you just said, they just say they bond it. It's, very, it's basically the exact same thing. Yeah, no. It's not the just them, right? The project is self-bonding, but we're in a unique situation because we have an LSD, right? And, and now we're launching NFTs, which will commit to the self-bonding and put their- yeah, so it's, again, if you go to Bach Finance's website, you'll see that they use NFTs to indicate or symbolize that in that way, right? Yes. Many projects have done this. But see, but hold on. We're not, we're not just using NFTs to represent the bonding. Like the NFT project has to have their own unique project and then they're committed. Again, to they, so it, it is unique NFT projects. So you haven't gone to their website, even though I've told them now four times. NFT projects that are unique. Um, they go to Bach Finance and they go through that that same process. And it, you're not unique, no. You're not unique in that. Oh, I don't need to be unique. We're not trying to be unique. We're just trying to... Uh, well, it's a failed share. project. All projects oh. like this have failed. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, we're, we're still uh, working through all the details. So it's good to learn the lessons from the projects before, build on them, and... Yeah, Jimmy, I share your concerns, um, especially when it comes to some of the like token yeah, games. Why are you talking about it? Shouldn't you be working on it and figuring it out? We are. I mean, I don't know if you know about the Y Foundry platform. It's all a community-run funding platform. Really, all the space that you kicked me out of, I haven't figured out what you're supposed to be doing. Okay, I don't know if we've actually kicked you out of any spaces, but really? maybe you're getting us confused with some others. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all, uh, we just provide, we're providing tools. We're looking to partner with others, providing tools to use um, a mechanism to get community funding. And I just kicked Jimmy out. What? I just kicked Jimmy out. If he wants like, uh, if he wants to say stuff like that, we can make sure it's factual. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's fine. I was I'm I'm completely open to uh, to criticism. It seems like he was, I don't know, not in the mood to, listen so no you're just poking at stuff it's not worth anybody's time i'm done with that well you know one thing that i think needs to be uh also recognized is that just because a project on one specific chain did not succeed it doesn't mean that something similar on a different chain or a different environment won't succeed right it's just because one person failed i mean there was plenty of people who failed at flying a plane they didn't stop no i mean there's no, yeah, I mean, it's not like there's any, there's no such thing as an original idea. I mean, that's a, it, it, it's not the saying that, I mean, that's what we're all doing. We're building on the successes of the past and we're figuring out, you know, where did it fail? How can we, you know, look at like what are the lessons learned and how can we do it better? I mean, that's, we're essentially enabling those tools to, you know, provide that transparency, that visibility and, you know, have mechanisms that the community can, you know, contribute and prevent from, you know, prevent projects from rugging, you know, there's some extra security in there. I mean, 
I, I see that composability is really we've just started to scratch the surface on it. And we should be looking at the ideas that have come before us and seeing how we can, you know, rehash those and rebuild in different ways that could be successful. Like, what's the point? Every, not everything needs to be a completely original, you know, sort of. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> You just look at our community, our, our community, our branded vaults, for instance. I mean, they're going to be very similar in, in a lot of ways. We're going to start off with some, you know, pretty simple strategies. Is that saying that those are not useful? People need some of those strategies. They want to use them, but maybe they would rather give the performance fees back to the um, the um, NFT projects, you know, that they partner with as opposed to another protocol. So, I mean, it's just different options and different ways that people can launch, get funding and build different things. You know, it's that sort of parameterized composability aspect of it. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, it is what it is. It's a weird way to kick off the space, but yeah, appreciate uh, Jimmy just coming in, taking some swings, but you know, whatever we can, we can get going. Hey, you can't really take anything too seriously from an individual who claims they're an otter. You know what I mean? Let's just, let's just keep it pushing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I honestly like, I mean, at this point, like we're, I think we're all, you know, trying to build things that are, you know, useful to the community. We're trying to, we have the best intentions at heart and we really want to launch things that are, you know, valuable for people that have real value. Um, so I'm not worried about it. I mean, I, I know that honestly, like there is some legitimacy to some of those concerns with the space in general, you know, people that, you know, the, the token games and the inflationary sort of rewards and all of that. Um, I, I mean, that I see us as trying to build from that and actually solve some of those problems, you know, using NFTs and other well, mechanisms. I'm super excited about the governance tools that you guys were proposing to bring bringing out. Yeah, I would love to talk more about that, actually. Um, I think that's a good one to discuss because we've had a few. I, I've been in a few NFT projects um, outside of Y Foundry um, just as a holder myself. And I, it seems like it, it's very intuitive and there's an appetite to have I'm a holder and I want to have some sort of say in this project, kind of what we've seen with nouns Dow. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that project, but. Um, Boy, am I there. That guy's killing it every day. He's like spitting those things out. Yeah. It's just like one, one NFT, one vote. And I think that there could be all sorts of layers of different sort of um, governance mechanisms in there. It doesn't necessarily need to be a one F NFT, one vote sort of consensus, but having, having that idea of like, I'm a holder and I have governance rights and I can help determine on chain, determine the direction of this project, vote on things on chain. There's no like off chain snapshots. Uh, I think that that's something that we are building the, building the tools to be able to enable. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to uh, have some talks privately because as we go further, the, Skeleton Punks, as we do proceed to the next phase, we will be turning it over to the holders. They will be in control of the ship, probably by Q1. That's that's our goal. That's awesome. So what what sort of things, uh, is that the sort of um, thought? And I know that they're the devil's in the details of actually working that out. And we've got some mechanisms that are already, that will be in place for the MVP that could be used for this. Um, and then there's others that maybe are version one as we, you know, progress to before the end of the year, um, you know, that, that might be unlock additional options there. Uh, Ray and I were talking about it not too long ago with a group. Um, is, are there special things that you would like to have happen or is there like a lot of okay, gray area? So no, I don't think it's super gray. So basically what we did is, uh, you know, Backbone Labs made the Gravedigger and basically gave the Gravedigger to the Skeleton Punks. That's what's happening, right? Now, in this model, we we set some parameters that 70% of the fees generated from the Gravedigger are going to go to the Astroport LP providing pool so they can be heavily incentivized to provide the liquidity. And 30% is going to go to the SP DAO. And this is where the, the Skeleton Punks will be able to stake and revenue share along with the platform. 
Um, so what we need is to have a governance where, uh, you know, a skeleton punk holder can propose a vault if they want to, a new vault, or they can propose some type of thing that sits on top of our LSD platform, right? Um, and they can only do that as a skeleton punk holder. If they want to, like, if they want to do anything within the project, if they want to even, like, take revenues and invest, like, they could figure out, we're, we're going to let them do, a, a, like, a spectrum of stuff, but it's going to be based around the ownership of the gravedigger because that is the asset that the community now owns. Okay. So just talk to me just so not only so I'm clear, but just if anyone listens to this space, um, anyone else in the space needs the background, the grave digger, those are, um, backbone. Is that a, series, a collection of NFTs? No. Okay. So backbone labs, if you go to backbonelabs.io, you are going to see a, a DeFi hub that the core members of the skeleton punk team and their partners made. And then from that, we produced our auto compounder, the grave digger, which is meant to resurrect and unearth all the undead lunatics still out there. Right? So our goal, our, our long distance goal is to have this new bone Luna, this auto compounder, this over collateralized token, and we've partnered with Capapult, and we want this to be the Luna standard. We are we are, we are sharing one hundred percent of all the fees that are this will be generated from this. If you have three or more skeleton punks, you will be able to unlock uh, revenue sharing with the platform. Like the core team members are receiving no pay. We are going to earn because of the skeleton punks we hold. There are some people in the community who have like 80. I have 30 of these things, right? But I'm, I, I'm directing this thing and I don't have the most of them by, by a long shot. So we've put ourselves on the same playing field as everybody else. And we are going to earn from the gravedigger with the community because we're community members too. Like that's all it was. We stepped up when, when everything was rugged and crashed and we're no different than anybody else. So we want to be able to offer this to anybody who wants to participate with us. And the goal would be is that if enough people understand this concept, then B Luna would get humongous and we would all be revenue sharing together. And then the smart play would be to also provide some LPs for the pool. And then you're literally sharing 100% of the revenues with the community. Like you're in both pools. We're, we're trying to tell people and projects to go grab three of these and, and earn with us and, and, and grow with us because this system is the most inclusive system I can think of. And so the other component is until there's like a stable coin uh, counterpart to really unlock the DeFi part, well, that's why we have the launch pad with the self-bonding mechanism that, that I need your help with so that when projects come through, 25% of their mint is uh, locked up, self-bonded for six months. That also goes into the LP pool this also is generating fees for the grave digger. Like it becomes a very symbiotic uh, um, cycle almost. It's not a fully like self-feeding, but it gets pretty close if enough people understand how we're trying to share this and do this, you know? Okay. And you would think that the holder, you would see the holders of these various um, projects, including skeleton punks and others that are kind of in the, in the family of projects, so to speak, they would get some access to governance rights or maybe even proposing additional ideas. Yeah, of course. That's the whole point. So like say another project, say a project owns one. Let's just say Y Foundry owned one skeleton pump. Well, Y Foundry now has the ability to come and make proposals on the gravedigger that could help Y Foundry. Maybe you guys have strategies that you want to utilize specifically, like integrate with the gravedigger. Well, you own one. You could make a proposal saying, hey, we're community members. And we're building this and we want to integrate. Does the community want that? Just like you guys asked if, uh, remember when I asked you guys, I'm like, hey, do you guys want to join? You're like, well, we got to ask the community. I'm like, well, yeah, it makes good sense. So yeah, you should ask the community. So we're setting it up sim uh, similarly, right? But we want projects to understand that it's like a good idea to own three of these and revenue share with us. Okay, so just think about this. I know that these are crazy numbers, right? But Stater Labs on, on April 12th had like 930 million uh, in value locked in it, right? So let's just say that it's a, it's a billion. Let's just hypothetically say there's a billion there. And right now, the uh, APY on staking is 14%. So that's 140 million. And uh, our performance fee from that is 10%. So that's 14 million that the gravedigger would produce in a year, 
right? And 30% of that will go to the skeleton punks uh, and, and the revenue shares. And if we say that, say there's 3,500 skeleton punks that are state, right? Out of, and say there's 1,200 wallets that had the three plus more system and for a total of 3,500. Well, at that rate, each skeleton punk is paying $1,200 per year. So if you have three, I mean, if we can show the community, like, look, why are we borrowing or against any other asset that's not 100% putting it back into the community? Like, if you're taking it out of the system, why am I borrowing on that? It doesn't even make sense. So if enough people understand that and we could become the next stater, right, for an auto compounder, well, then, man, we really are unwrecking our community and everybody who's associated with us. Like, for real, like we're sharing, if we could get to a billion dollars in total lock value, our protocol is sharing $14 million, 9.8 to the LP pool and 4.2 to the, uh, to the, to the skeleton punk DAO, right? And so now we have this other component with the launch pad. And to me, this is like the kicker, like to have NFT retail, not be afraid to mint projects on your platform, because they know that if these guys mess up, that they're going to have like a cool, like 20, 30,000 to come pick up and either go prosecute these people or, or to just carry on with the project. Like to me, this becomes a very attractive system to become a part of. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think like we, we talked before, there's some things to work out and, you know, I, I, but I think we're very close to putting these pieces together and doing something pretty amazing. I mean, when I first started talking with you or thinking about, I mean, I was hearing about NFT switch and the possibility of having, you know, I, I mean, we've all been through some, some crappy situations and rugs with different NFT marketplaces. And honestly, like there's some that are better than others. And then, you know, the sort of like scammy preferential treatment, or you're kind of at the very least, you're at the mercy of them for when you want to launch your project and the timing and getting their support. And so there's some gatekeeping there. That concept of having, you know, I, I love the like peer to peer aspect, you know, of, you know, peer to peer, but with some, um, with the security, you know, the safety, like, you know, that you're dealing you're you're with something real. The other thing that NFT switch does is it doesn't allow you to make deals. Uh, if you're not both holders in the collection already, right? So we protect the barrier of entry Fine. into the market because, uh, you know, first of all, personally, my own opinion is if it's a closed sale, it's none of your business. Like, I really believe that, right? Even, 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 uh, even if it wasn't between two people who didn't, were both holders, like, that's the truth. I believe that. But, but to keep the integrity of the NFT projects, because to their value is their community. And if you're not buying in on the open floor price and you're circumventing that, then then you're cheating and kind of stealing from the community that you're joining. You know what I mean? So so for us to have it be that buyers and sellers can only broker deals in communities or projects that they're both holders in, that 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 does a couple of things. It 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 allows them to be able to make friends freely in this community and not have to be afraid of being scammed. And it, that will make a more vibrant NFT community and people will talk about it and people will want to join. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the ones that people are having fun in. Those are the ones you want to participate in. Yeah, for sure. And I, w- what I was thinking is the sort of like um, NFT launchpad sort of concept. So could you have the ease of like a, the, the sort of partnership and ease of launching your collection, but it's not... A gatekeeper, like a gatekeeper sort of relationship with a marketplace and a centralized team. It's more of a peer to peer, like the user experience and the value to the projects that want to use it is the same, but it's more of a community and peer to peer thing as opposed to the centralized thing. I think that that's something I really haven't seen to that level. I mean, there's benefits to centralization. You know, you're able to organize and have, you know, have that sort of like release roadmap that every project gets some some time in the sun at the appropriate time and you know the resources when they need it the help when they need it for working through some of the issues like could you have something like that that's just uh more centralized and same sort of benefits but it's not a centralized team that you're working with and it's all on chain and you you can you know it's it's more trustless i totally i i think that's always the goal yeah, and and I think, but 
I think right now also we have to be careful. I mean, in any size market, but especially in these small NFT markets, like it's really important to us that any of the projects that launch, like we're going to vet them. Like to us, we've been rugged. Our original founder rugged us for $350,000, right? We track them down. We commandeered the project. That's why if we're putting our name on a project, that's, we require the self bond. And if they want us to launch them, like there might be a little bit more in depth from us because, because we've been through it and we're not going to, we're not pushing this on anybody who's, who's attached to us at all. You know, if we think anything's weird, See ya. Don't even come here. Like, I have no problem just turning people away who give me that weird feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's really important that right now in this time that that nobody gets wrecked from the things that we do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, Ray and I have talked uh, quite a bit about uh, reputational NFTs, and it seems like that you're already already on your way there with the sort of like, hey, we have to both be holders and there's some level of trust that you're actually a part of the project. Um, we've been thinking quite a bit about like how to take that further um, and the possibilities there. Sort of like uh, almost an NFT version of the sort of sub DAOs concept. So you've got your DAO and then you have working groups within the DAO. Could you have different NFTs that represent maybe a particular role and maybe at a certain point um, there's, there's a, at a certain point you could split that NFT. Like, so say I've got one person that has the marketing sort of role within this DAO and they're doing the marketing work. And at a certain point they want to, the work gets beyond one person. Well, they could fractionalize that one marketing, you know, responsibility into multiple NFTs and then they have a team, you know, that it all rolls up through like fractionalized NFTs. And maybe there's a, a branch off of that that's doing very specifically Twitter stuff and they need to hire two people on instead of one. You could fractionalize the fractionalized NFT and then just have this kind of organic like branching out i have a quick question so if i if say we hypothetically uh say we had this advertising or marketing role and that was represented by the nft like you said if we fractionalize this nft who is picking them up how are they getting distributed how do you know that the person who's receiving said nft will uh do the role of nft and that get that reward how do you ensure that yeah, that's something that uh, Ray. Do you have comments on that? Yeah, I was just gonna say it's like the same way as any multisig. Like when you put people on a multisig, you expect them to sign it, right? So you can remove people from that, or you can you can recombine it. The way I think a fractionalized NFT would work uh, is that you'd actually deposit the NFT into a contract, and then the people who uh, were recipients on the other end of that contract would basically have a vote to you know behave or to to enact uh, things based on the the uh, nft in that contract so you'd, you'd have to be self-policing there's nothing you can do when you get things down to a human factor other than you know remove the humans that aren't participating Man, that is like, that is really my goal is we are trying to systematically remove the humans who are not participating. Get them out of here. Yeah, there'd have to be mechanisms to like um like recombine some of those NFTs or to um you know cut some of them or reclaim. I don't know, but that's something to, yeah. to think through. I was gonna say basically the way we figured it would be done is the same way a multi-sig can vote to distribute funds or a multi-sig can vote to do whatever they want with the contents of that multi-sig. The multi-sig. I couldn't hear shit for a minute if you guys can hear me. Oh uh, yeah, we can hear you. I don't know if you- Hey, there we go. Yeah, we I, go. I, lost you. I lost you there, Ray, too. Could you repeat that last little oh, bit about multi-sig? Say, yeah, so what you do is you'd have the multi, the multi-sig would be like the the people who the, the contract was, or the NFT contract was essentially distributed to. And what they could do the same way they would vote on a spend or anything else is they would actually just vote to reconstitute the NFT, basically burn the authority that exists and then reissue that authority to different addresses or to, you know, some of the same addresses, but then change some of the addresses that were no, no longer per- participatory. Well, that's a pretty clear way to do it, <clears throat> you know?
I just didn't understand if they were being sold or if Peter could just buy them and you're fractionalizing them. And then like, no, I think these would be more, I, I think we could get into the ones that are sold and the governance power there of just like, Hey, I'm a general community member. They should be the ones that are doing the decisions on who's doing this work and who do we choose to represent us for marketing or who do we choose to represent us for whatever, you know, roles are available. But, um, so I think it's two different things. This is really looking at, could you use NFTs as a, almost a very flexible sort of multi-sig like alternative um, and uh, be able to um, like a reputational sort of NFT. Um, and there could be some overlap there possibly, but yeah, for the, for the voting rights and some of the options, I'm really excited about what, why foundry has um for the mvp even on the possibilities there um if you participate and get one of the yfd nfts that represent a share ownership of the vault there's some really cool um possibilities with doing some additional like proposals based off of that if you're a group um so yeah i we have a pretty pretty uh cool like novel um voting i hate to hate to call them voting tokens but um you know sort of like voting voting rights that you get like voting tickets that you get when you put up a proposal for only that group that has funded a particular vault they can put up additional obviously they use that mechanism to vote is this project meeting the milestones is it doing what we intended it to do is it ready to launch um they're using it to make all of those decisions, of course, what they've funded. But then I think even beyond that, there's some possibilities for, hey, this is a kind of group, uh, you know, a, a funding group that wants to um, vote on any decision. So say like we get to the point where it's not just a vault, it's an actual like collection you're launching or some other sort of DAP, like some project, like a full project that's funded through YFE, um, then they could have essentially their own like specific governance options and it's all on chain. There's no like off chain snapshots, whoever the holder is gets the, you know, voting tokens to put in for that particular proposal. And once they're used for that proposal, then they're, they're used up. So it's very specifically like a per proposal sort of thing. Um, as I understand it, and maybe Ray can talk a little bit more and provide some clarity there, but I think it's really cool. Um, it'll be just just additional options that you'll have for managing these um these groups. Yeah, it's um it's pretty pretty interesting stuff. I mean, we're looking at doing. I think Skeleton Punks is doing something similar. I think Airs Protocol is doing it, but essentially retching the control of governance away from the validators and bringing it to a lo more local level through vaults and through some of these mechanisms through LDS and or LSD and uh, and other options. But yeah, through YFD, essentially the participants of vaults and the participants of proposals will have, you know, be able to manage their own localized governance for the activities. Um, I think the word we're kind of playing around with right, right now is the, um, the uh, oh, man, I can't remember, I'll remember it, but it starts with an I and I'm, I'm uh, but anyway, yeah, basically having these localized pieces basically kind of control their own destiny. Essentially they're, they're, um, I'll think of the word. I can't remember it. Yeah. So imagine a, a whole NFT collection launched using these mechanisms and then which that will require, you know, as it stands for MVP, our NFTs are going to be just kind of like one one image for all. So it's kind of like a, you know, a one of 100 limited like art print sort of thing. Um, but once we have the ability to add in the additional features for whatever collection you want to launch, then all of a sudden you have. I want I've launched this collection of a thousand NFTs and now they have a proposal process that they can use for their kind of local governance. They can use, they've got this, like these voting tokens that they can use um, for different proposals that are put up on what the DAO wants to do. So it's kind of like a DAO, a, a sub DAO sort of um, governance process that's baked in. Initiatives was the word I was thinking of initiatives. 
initiatives. I couldn't think of it either, man. I was sitting here like, what is that? <laughs> he got there. I felt like I knew exactly what he was talking about, and I couldn't come up with the word either. I was like, oh, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, so the way the way the White Foundry stuff is moving, and I just got feedback on that that we're incorporating into the into the UI, is basically you have the vaults, but now we have initiatives. And so in some of these proposals, they're not vaults, but they may be other particular actions. They may be an initiative to initialize a, an NFT collection or to fund a charity event or to do something you know, totally tangential to DeFi. And essentially people will be able to take initiatives and raise funds for those initiatives on, on YFoundry. I mean, it's all about these tools, these self-governing tools that I'm most excited about. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. You know, that's been the biggest problem in crypto. Well, crypto works fine, right? It's the governing bodies that are need to be addressed and it's very hard to solve. Yeah, I mean, governance can be messy and there's pros and cons, like I said earlier, to centralization for being able to organize around a, a specific vision and being able to get things done. But obviously we've seen tons of, you know, there's tons of negatives there and you're kind of like, what's the point if you're rehashing what we already have, like, why are you using blockchain? I mean, I think the the real power with, with what we're doing is pushing in the future. Like, how can you have better options to really leverage the power of decentralized communities, decentralized talent? Because, uh, you know, the sort of like crowdfunding, like supercharged crowd crowdsourcing sort of um, possibilities that come with some of this tech, but you do it in a trustless way. So there's no one who's gatekeeping or, you know, skimming off of the top or, you know, you know exactly where your funds are going and what they're used for. And you have a say and what happens um, and on and mechanisms to claw back the funds. If something's happening that the community doesn't like, um, I, I just think it's going to be, you, you look at it in isolation. I think it's really cool, but you look at it with partners of, you know, different projects such as yourself that are doing um, amazing things because it's all open source, so, you know, front end, the back end. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be, it's just, I think whoever, you know, in the community, the larger community that builds on top of it are just going to come up with additional things that we can't even imagine right now. It's exciting. Sorry, I'm, I have to type for a second at the same time. <laughs> I can only do one thing at a time, apparently. Oh yeah, that's me too. I just I, I pace and talk. Otherwise, I will completely just rug myself trying to say something. Man, I can't believe everybody's so dead right now in the market. Like everyone is everyone really like upset about FTX? Is that what's happening? Is that is it still happening? Yeah, I mean, I've noticed. Uh, like, it seems like a hit. I mean, things have been pretty quiet. I mean, I think uh, this time of year, you know, there's different holidays and stuff too, so it's likely to get a little bit a little bit more dead um as well but i don't know i mean we, we've been so busy just kind of heads down building stuff that yeah it's uh i don't know what do you what, have you experienced the same on some of your spaces i mean i've definitely noticed uh a, a little bit of like less wind in the sails let's put it like that right and i but i think it's going to be twofold i think people you know people definitely got hurt but I think that when we see who these big players are and like the stuff that they've been doing, I think that personally, I think that Terra is going to come out ripping. I really do. I think that once people see Doquan was honorable and went down with the ship and what these scammy dudes have been up to, well, DeFi is the solution in my opinion, right? That is the only answer. So I think that we're bound for some good stuff, but I think it's still a few months away, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get back there. I mean, you can't argue that it was a hit, you know, um, from a public perspective. And it's really hard for me to. I've I've had the conversation a few times already. You know, people that see the news and hear about yet another big crypto thing, you know, implosion, blow up, whatever. It's hard for them to see the distinction between some of this stuff especially the distinction between like centralized or decentralized um i go i'm essentially like hey you you know the theranos situation it's really not that much different than that you know just a different it's like a crypto wrapper to any of the sort of like startup 
scams that could happen you know it just happens to be in the crypto space this isn't an indictment on the whole space in general especially DeFi. it really if anything it shows the opposite the need to do more of the stuff that we're working on in DeFi, as opposed to you know concerns there but it's hard to have that conversation with people that just aren't in the space um you kind of have to take a few steps back and do some education um and then you know their 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 excitement. I, I think we'll get there. We'll get to the point where we're using these mechanisms on the back end and the, on the front end. There's a whole group of people that don't even need to know some of these concepts. It's just like, hey, I can be a part of this community and I can get value from it, and I know that I can trust that it's not you know my my funds are being used in the way that it's being used. Uh, just think about it like from a charity perspective or grants or things like that, like. Just just out in the world, outside of crypto, even like the power of I'm contributing this on a regular basis and I get to see like exactly where this is going or, or using blockchain for supply chain sort of functions. You know, I can see exactly where, you know, track exactly where, um, you know, my products are going, who who all's involved. You know, is there something shady going on or not? I think we'll get there, you know, we're maybe a few years out there, but I think we'll get there quickly for people that get, you know, interested back in the space. And I'm optimistic. I hope that this is the final big shakedown from, you know, everything that went down and we can just kind of like build from here. You know, one of the things that I think uh, is relevant to notice is that even during this whole time, this whole like 10 months of like, you know, gut shots to the market, people are not fleeing like they did the last time, right? People are just trying to figure out new ways to hunker down, build, produce. People are still like, yeah, the technology is too good. We're not just going to abandon this. Like enough people understand now. And so what I think might happen this next time is that we might hit a hit that adoption curve uh, in the next bull run. Maybe it might be the next, next one. I don't know, but, but we might catch it in the next one. And if that happens, man, we'll be ready. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we've gotten to the point where like the we we've cut things down so dramatically in the market and with the people that are involved that it's whoever's in the space is like they're committed to the space at this point. Like that's what you know we're we're building, and uh, that, that includes builders and like users of DeFi and you know interest. And I think it'll just grow from here. And every time, hopefully, there's not much more. You know sort of implosions or big events like this or hacks or anything but i think as you go forward anytime that stuff happens you'll just see the kind of core group that sticks with it and knows the value in it just grow and grow you know i mean it'll ebb and flow you're always going to get the people that come in because it's the fad and there's some new thing that you know maybe it's social tokens or maybe it's a game five or something like that like it brings a bunch of people in kind of on, on a transitory basis but then you know things happen and it doesn't work out and then the tide goes back out but i think every time the tide goes out it'll be there's there's more and more substance there and more and more people that are there for the long haul i think you're seeing that with like some of the promising numbers on some of the uh and I'm not saying anything about like I don't I don't talk price or anything you know specifically, but just like numbers of wallet um holders that have held through this. I mean, it just like goes up and up. Like I think as this stuff happens, there's more and more kind of true believers that kind of stick in there um with it. Um, that are just like hey, I, you know, I know that the price there's volatility in the price. I'm not going to dump it. You know, every time there's a scare, I'm just holding it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like you're talking about me there. My latest dump of all my stuff. <laughs> That's different. Like I, I don't know if you like. I think it's the barbell investing strategy. Where I mean, if you're building in the space and that's your livelihood, I think you can make the case for like I need to have stuff outside of the space from a diversity perspective. Um, just to be honest, and I'm not saying like as somebody who has, you know, been kind of all in crypto. Um, I, I mean you. Yeah, I think to a certain extent that's that's being smart. And I'm definitely not saying like hedging strategies or whatever. Like you don't have to all just always be holder, you know, just holding it, like getting out at the right time and taking profits and then getting back in. 
lower for some of those like automated strategies. I mean, that's that's some of the stuff that we're all working on. So. So, yeah, it wasn't directed towards you, Ray, and I don't mean anything derogatory about people that aren't just like holding no matter what. Um, yeah, especially if you're working, if you're working in the space, you have to take like you got to live, you know, <laughs> like you can't if you're depending on it, you know, you have to have to take something and trans transition some of that to something that I mean, we just don't have the rails across the globe to be able to use directly some of this for you know your groceries or whatever so all right anything else we wanted to talk through about nfts it's great conversation jg kind of advancing some of the stuff we've talked about before like i said we're heads down getting to the mvp but yeah we'd love to have a, a conversation with you offline about that partnership at some point soon and just kind of talk through next steps and details no, I mean, for, not for me, not on my end, guys. You know, I just was uh, coming to hang out because uh, I love this shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say is that we've really got to work to, you know, in Terra to bring consensus to what we're doing. There needs to be, at the most basic level, there needs to be some organization. And we can't wait for other people to do it. I think we just need to actually step forward as the builders in the space and and say you know what what are we doing what does the general community want to do and then go forward with that and work with the validators to to actually get some momentum going otherwise it's just uh stuff is just dying on the vine there yeah i agree if we need to uh, once again unify behind whatever the mission is going to be because we had a very clear directive in v1 you know with the decentralized economy needs decentralized money uh and now we have a new pivot i think this is going to be with these uh, alliances these liquidity alliances and it's opportunity for people to come and plug in their own chain and kind of leverage against terror this will be the new way to, to get, get liquidity to the chain right i'm assuming and from there you know once again we need to have a, a, a mission like what is our unifying mission goal that needs to be defined i think yeah, and so nobody wants to deal with that, so let's just define it. That's what, I mean, yeah. there's no central authority, so let's just start. I think there's so many so many key things that a lot of really good projects align on as far as what they want to see for the future of the space. I agree, like, let's align on what's our kind of you know, very simple, key, you know, kind of uh, idealistic you know, um, things that we're going to stick to no matter what. And there may be disagreements about, you know, specifics on or different focuses for different protocols, but like with the sort of alliance and almost like a core charter of like, this is what we want to see the space, you know, the, the whole decentralized trustless, you know, um, ecosystem. Yeah. I think we just like build the coalition around, that like what are those things that we have in common and move forward yeah just start at the most basic thing what what do we all agree on without any contention and then start there because we can't go beyond that there's too much friction so we just have to start basic and be okay with it cool well it's been a pleasure i know it's a pretty small group there's a lot going on ray you've had a holiday that you're you know in driving around and stuff i appreciate you joining so yeah, we'll call it. We'll definitely uh, pick up the conversation later. Thanks a lot. Sounds good. Thanks Have a good everybody. One. Take care, man. Have a good one. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Why Foundry DAO having a discussion on the transformational uses of NFTs. Recorded on Sunday, November 20th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IDC and 8, 
Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handed reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Energy always gets the best of me when I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch. No shit, spitting facts with my vision smash. Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash. Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines. And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise. Chastised into digging holes in the back nine. The latest crew. Ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Spaces.